Welcome to the Freedom Fantasy League podcast with your hosts, Rob Johnson and Adam Almeter. Welcome into week four of the Freedom Fantasy League podcast. I am joined by my co-host here, Adam. So, Adam, did you watch the debate last night? Uh, nope. Did you watch the debate? I did not. Huh. What did you do instead? Lived my life, and it was, it was pretty fantastic. Uh, what did you do instead? I sat on my porch, and I listened to a Beethoven symphony and drank some cheap red wine. And I came in, and Eva tried talking to me about the debate. I went straight to my bedroom, fell asleep. Uh, yeah, that's about as far into politics as this podcast will ever go. So let's talk about way more fun stuff because, you know, fantasy <laughs> is the best. Let's go over to our week three rundown. Eric squeaks out a win over Paul, 134 to 138. Kurt edges Dustin, 147 to 103. Not really an edge, a full gap. Phil over Nick, 177 to a Pitiful 100 points. Rob versus Bobby. Rob gets his first win of the season. Congratulations, Rob. 151 to 118. Yeah. Almeter wins over Burdica. 147 to 125. To our standings in 10th place, we've got Mike Can't Get No Satis Gaskin, Burdica. In 9th, we've got Dustin Hot Chub, Time Machine, Shahidapur. In 8th, Rob Kareem Cheese Johnson. In seventh, we've got Bobby Penny for a point, Calzaretta. In sixth, we've got Coolis Nick Ryan. We've got Eric Baker. I hardly knew her Backelman in fifth. In fourth, Paul to the five Burroughs, Schumacher. In third place, we've got Kurt swiftly dropped Trubisky, Felson. In <laughs> second place, where he, you know, just always seems to make his meet here, it's Adam Pollard Green's all meter. Second place. And, of course, in first and just decimating everybody and everything in his path, we've got Phil Ayucatan Peninsula Cross in first place, and it's not particularly close at the moment. How dare you? I'm within striking distance of Phil. Phil, I got, I'm coming for you, but ultimately I'm just going to end up in second place anyway. Let's, let's go through this. Kareem Cheese, I don't even get that one. What, what's going on here? Kareem Hunt? Kareem Cheese? Come on. It's a pun. These are all puns. Oh, like, like cream cheese, except for yes. cream cheese. Yeah, that, that seems oh, pretty okay. self-explanatory, I'll be honest with you. Well, that's a lot better than I thought it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Baker, I hardly know her. What is this, 2015? Yep. Ruthless. Have you seen my wardrobe? <laughs> Are you referring to your 2008 Adidas basketball shorts that still go uh, below your knees? Yep. Perfect. Nailed it. Okay. All right. Let's 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 move it along then to what I am just very excited for right now. Our week three pick'em recap. I finished with five points to Adam's two points, and Kurt also came in with two as well, since he's still in this competition, which means we now have a word from our sponsors, and Adam, I will let you take it away. And now a word from our week four sponsor. Is there anything worse than sitting through a performance of classical music, question mark? Listening to the irrelevant quote-unquote songs in, the, in an asbestos-filled theater that has less funding than a newly founded meth den is nobody's idea of a good time. There's a reason why these mundane cacophonies are buried in the annals of AM radio. 
the next time you're forced to sit through some old hacks attempt good music, reach for the best. DJ Khaled's classical music canceling headphones. Beethoven was deaf, and now you can be too. Mercifully live his experience with state-of-the-art noise-canceling technology from a composer with actual talent. DJ Khaled knows music and knows you shouldn't have to listen to it through instruments that were created when people's idea of fun was not dying from the plague. How many times did Mozart claim his music was the best? Zero. Because it's trash. Just like Vivaldi, you should spring into action before you're forced to listen to another second of the audible swill that was somehow once considered popular. DJ Khaled's classical music canceling headphones, they the best. Now box to your regularly scheduled programming. Oh, man. It's so great to be on the other side of that. <laughs> that was... It's... It, uh, yeah, it's so much better when I win these weeks. I, I can't lose ever again. Ugh. Well... Uh, let's, uh, as DJ Khaled would say, and another one. All right. Well, do you want to take us into our first week three matchup? All right. That's fine. Because I loved this matchup between, uh, uh, Eric and it was Eric and Paul first. Yeah. Kudos to Eric. The first one of the night. Ding, ding, ding. Repping. Yeah. Yeah. Without Devonta Adams and without Julio Jones, still solid points led by, uh, led, led by, uh, Carson Wentz, a little bit of Ezekiel Elliott, but mostly surprise points from James Robinson. Maybe it's not surprise points, but like, you know, really, you know, out of, out of all the people who I would say would be like a top 10 quarterback this week, it was not going to be, uh, you know, Jacksonville's running back. Pride of Illinois State, James Robinson. I, I would like to give kudos to Yahoo for exactly nailing Stefan Diggs' uh, projection, the 10.9, 10.9. That is, no. that's, that's talent. I wouldn't call it talent when you get it right once every like 10 years. Fair. But anyway, kudos to Yahoo. <laughs> yeah. So this one, this one was particularly brutal for Paul because this game started and he was down 17 uh, with Lamar Jackson still to play. I watched, I watched the game with Bird on Monday night and we were kind of going through some of the matchups that, you know, still, still mattered and still had some players in them and Bird you know, was, was questioning if Paul was going to come back. And, you know, I may or may not have put the kiss of death on it again by being like, oh, Lamar Jackson has this in the bag. He's easily going to get 17 points. And lo and behold, he throws for 97 yards. It is only funny when you ruin people's teams when that team's name is Charcuterie Board. You're, you're, you, you, you defaming one of the – yeah, exactly. It's fine when it's your team. You defaming one of the league legends, um, you know, for the sake of, for the sake of, uh, you know, I don't even know why you're doing it at this point. Just, 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 if you have a statement about somebody's team, just stop. I mean, I would be fine with never doing this podcast again if it means that all of our, you know, co cohorts in this league don't have teams that are ruined by you thinking that they're going to be fine. Listen, if you never do this podcast again, it's just going to be me. And then I'm just going to talk way, way more about everybody's players. So you being here is actually saving this league from me going around and complimenting all the players. So kudos to you for, for helping out here. Kudos to you for trying, but just stop. And, you know, you, 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 took, you took a stellar team. And, and instead of being undefeated right now, they're middling, you know, fourth place for shame. 
Paul's team's been consistent. He's, I think it was 120 first week and then he was 130 something last week. So his team's probably one of the more consistent in the league outside of Phil, who's just decimating everybody. But I mean, you know, Paul's actually consistently putting up points and that's without Jacobs really doing anything. And Hurst had one reception for one yard and one touchdown. Paul, Paul's fine. Paul is going to be a-okay. I do, I do love the pattern we're seeing here with Mike Evans, where I think week one, he had, what, one reception and one touchdown for one yard. And now this week, he has two receptions, two yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, well, you know what this really means is Rob made a statement about another one of Paul's players. And this player is going to probably never get above five points again. But this wasn't a forecast. This was just stating what has already happened. I'm not, I'm not projecting anything into the future. I'm also going under for just letting you know, you're going to have to do all the talking about my wide receivers at every show <laughs> from now on, because that group is not getting mentioned anymore. We'll get there. We'll get there later. Not this matchup. Back on Eric's side. Yeah, it was pretty much the James Robinson show. Matt Prater dropping casual 15. Yeah, it was, I guess what I really want to talk about here is Kurt and Eric have found some sort of GIF creator where they are Photoshopping players and people's faces in. And that one of Paul after the matchup was particularly brutal. It was just, just well, wow. Paul <laughs> this week. I mean, it's bad enough that Lamar Jackson can't put a point. And then you go putting, you know, Paul's face in somebody's, you know, behind. I mean, this is, this is, this is brutal. This is not approved by the Midwestern Fantasy Football League. Yeah, we're pushing some boundaries there, that's for sure. Easy team. We'll kick it over to the next matchup, which would be the other part of that GIF masterpiece of Kurt kicking Dustin back into a hole. Uh, 147 to 103. The swan song of Mitch Trubisky in this league as he put up 11 points before being benched and then, you know, never to see the light of day starting for the Bears again. For the best, let's hear it for Nick Foles stepping up, getting more touchdowns than Mitch could. Uh, Drew Brees putting up good fantasy numbers. And speaking of swan songs, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, it's only a matter of time. I, I actually, you know, let's just talk actual football for a second. I really don't see why everyone's trashing Drew Brees right now. Like, I, I see it, but at the same time, he's a stellar quarterback. He's leading a very competent team, and he's just, he's just doing what, what his team needs, which is let Alvin Kamara, like, run the ball copiously. Are people trashing Drew Brees? Like, everyone is. Might be because I've only had a Dallas Cowboy fan. What this is this is a general question here. What are most fans around you in Mississippi? I would think that probably Falcons, maybe Saints too. They're, I would say most are New Orleans Saints fans because um, I mean it's the closest. Uh, it's three hours away, and Archie Manning was on the team. Um, probably followed by Dallas. Probably, and then this is the kicker that doesn't make any sense to me. But there is a filthy amount of Pittsburgh Steelers fans down here, oh. and I asked somebody about a while ago and they just they literally their answer was like there was a stretch of time when Pittsburgh Steelers games were on all the time in Mississippi so yeah that's that all right actual football who'd have thunk who, who would have thought that happened okay yeah I mean the rest of Kurt's team though was pretty solid even with John Brown getting injured I'm assuming pretty early in the game came out with absolutely nothing but got Derrick Henry dropping 25 Aaron Jones had a pedestrian 14 after you know, knocking out 50 points. The one 
that needs to be talked about is DK Metcalf. Did you see his <laughs> almost should have been touchdown in the beginning of that game? 100%. That was the first game I saw. It, it, was, it was hilarious on every level. Speaking, speaking of which, it's been a fun week of listening to all my students who are Dallas Cowboys fans, you know, complain about losing by a touchdown. But really, they should have lost by two touchdowns. Yeah, and I appreciate Metcalf doing that because I'm sure it probably led to one of Tyler Lockett's three touchdowns. So it was a, it was a solid day on that front. But yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was pretty great to watch. You, you love to see that, especially when it's one of Kurt's three through five picks. Man, and Dustin, it, though. Scoring barely above the bottom of the of the of, of this week's uh, of this week's uh, you know total points, 103. Surprising that 103 is the bottom of our league. Kudos to our league for you know stepping up their game. Really, the only bright spot on this on this roster is Nick Chubb, which if your if your roster's bright spot is a Cleveland Brown, at least he picked the right one because Odell Beckham Jr. and and uh, Baker Mayfield surely didn't put it together. Chubb is a beast, first of all. Yeah, I feel like I was just a year too early with him because Kevin Stefanski came from the Vikings and is now basically just in run mode with, with the Browns, which I'm okay with because it gives Kareem Hunt a little bit of flexibility. But, man, watching Chubb go, he, he would easily be the best fantasy player in the league if it wasn't for Kareem Hunt. Like The opportunities that Kareem Hunt gets are taking away from a ceiling that Chubb could be Locking because Kareem Hunt's still getting touchdowns and yards. Like these all could be Chubbs. I don't know. Like I am totally okay with that at this point. But man, Chubb could could be probably just as prolific as McCaffrey if he had those opportunities. Possibly, possibly, but he doesn't, so he's not. <laughs> the rest of this was pretty tough sledding. I mean, he does have Michael Thomas, who should possibly be coming back next week, maybe the week after. I don't know if it's just a bad week of matchups for him because, I mean, everybody was just kind of quiet. There wasn't – I mean, Chubb was really it. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan should have had a good amount of points against Chicago. Didn't happen. T.Y. Hilton, yeah, just a down year. I think he might be past his prime. It's fine. We have the biggest blowout of the week. Thank you, Phil, for allowing me to get those pick'em points and making Adam read that earlier. But yeah, yeah so let's let's talk about the fact that Phil had one player score nine tenths of a point and two other players six points and under, and still hit a hundred and seventy-seven points. This team is laughable at how good it is. Alvin Kamara is, is about ready to take his spot as the number one running back in the league, if he already hasn't already. Uh, James Conner put up numbers that he never did on my team. So what's that about? Same with Russell Wilson. I had Russell Wilson. Never seen him looking this good. I mean, this is, this is a team that's led by three people, Russell Wilson, Jared Goff, and Alvin Kamara, and then the rest are just kind of for show. And honestly, might be a winning strategy for Phil. Uh, it's clearly just putting up oodles of points that are just going to be unstoppable. He is competing with you for quarterbacks, and it's mostly Russell Wilson carrying that. I mean, Goff, that Bills game was crazy, first of all. I mean, so was so was the Seahawks and Dallas game. The hashtag let Russ cook, which was a thing all offseason. If I was the Seahawks GM, I probably would have fired their offensive coordinator by now, not for what's happening this year, but for the fact that for the past how many years have they had Russell Wilson and this is the first time that they're letting him do this, 
Like they've always been a run first team and they've always just been, okay, you know, it's the second half we're down seven. Let's, you know, make Russell Wilson save us. Why is this just happening now? Russell Wilson is a monster. He's, he's crazy. This is just, it's, it's bananas. Good for you, Russell Wilson. It's just, this team is, is just scary because it can come from everywhere. That's, that's the issue. Man, if I, if I could have, if I could have gotten Alvin Kalmara, I would just be the, I would just be the happiest person on the face of the planet right now. What a, what an outstanding player. You picked Alvin Cook. Look, he's, he's been pretty good. He's been great. He's been great. As, as long as, uh, yeah, I'm not even going to say it. He's been great. What was not great this week was Nick Ryan's output. You're not going to win many games in general when you have five players score less than three, uh, score less, yeah, score less than three points. Two of his wide receivers, 1.7, 1.10. Deion Lewis, that whole 49ers and Giants game was a total catastrophe. And the double tight end, one in the flex and one in the tight end spot, did not pan out as Nick had hoped. There was at one point, though, at the beginning of that day when Rex Burkhead was just some reason breaking out and I thought there is absolutely no way that, that Nick Nick makes this pickup and then his team is winning with Rex Burkhead. He has the raw potential. It's just a matter of seizing it. Look, I do not blame Nick at all this week for a completely cleaning house after after two of his starting wide receivers can't even get two points. After his starting running back, you know, got one point. Yeah, yeah. There's there's bright spots here. But, you know, even Cam Newton, I mean, Cam Newton moving forward, who are they playing this week? The Chargers? I think they're playing the Chiefs. Yeah, well, yeah, that'll be, that'll be okay then. But, but you know, Cam Newton, I, 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 I'm going to make a bold prediction here. Cam Newton sits around 15 points for the rest of the season. No way. He had, he had one gonna... game. There's, there's no way. He's, he still has that upside. I mean, he, this is who he was in Carolina, too. He has those massive, enormous weeks, but – he still has those weeks where he's just not a great passer. Yeah, but like, like if you're running backs <clears throat> or Rex Burkhead, that basically forces you into a passing scheme to a certain level. And if you're not a passer, I mean, I mean you can kind of like flash your way into the first two games, but like sustaining like, like that type of momentum with his skill set, I'm a little bit nervous about it. We'll, we'll see how this pans out in four weeks. This is going to be a great take. We'll come back to this one. I think the biggest tragedy of this week is that Young Way Koo got injured and is no longer on Young Ho's Koo. It literally is, I mean, out of all the team names this year, none were as straightforward and as enjoyable to see as just the dude's name. I mean, it was fabulous. And really, yeah, it's a, it's a heartbreaking loss. And do you know how long he's going to be out for? Uh, I don't think so. They just have him listed as doubtful, but they said he was going to miss some time. Yeah, yeah. Nick, it was a down week, and especially with your loss of your 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 team's namesake, I, it, it's going to be a rebuilding uh, couple weeks for you. Phil, I've right. been saving this first three weeks. Youngway, kudos to you. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I cannot believe that. That took three weeks to come out. It just had to be the right matchup, you know what I'm saying? Well, we'll move on here to the last matchup we'll do before our guest joins us. Mr. Michael Burdica and your week three opponent. So yeah, this was <laughs> win number one for me and it feels pretty good. Keenan Allen and Hollywood Brown one and two. Brutal. I, but explain this reference to me. I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm clearly out of the loop on this. Sure. I was desperate and in a very bad place early Sunday when my team had scored like 20 points and the wide receiver 
that I had picked up off the waiver wire and put in just because Julio Jones was not going to play and the Falcons passed like crazy. Picked up Gage, was super excited about him, put him in over Robinson. What happens? Gage comes in, gets rocked, concussion out for the game with 26 yards. So me being the passionate fantasy owner that I am and just sitting, stewing in my own shit, angry about literally everything, about possibly going 0-3 and just all of my decisions that have yet to pay off for anything, I turned to the dark side and put Bobby's two remaining receivers on blast, which would be Keenan Allen and Hollywood Brown, (laughs) in hopes that they would both shit the bed. And that did not happen with Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen had a very good game. He dropped 17. It did happen with Hollywood Brown with only 13 yards. It It was half successful. The good news is they are both still healthy. And I will not say anything else about them because they're good players. I, don't, I wish nothing but the best for them. But yeah, it was a uh, large thanks to, well, first of all, Pat Mahomes dropping a 40-burger on Monday night pretty much sealed it. I do feel like an ass because in typical Rob fashion, I was negging myself on to Bobby. Kelsey doesn't really even need to do anything at that point. He, I mean, it was just the Mahomes show. He is a freak and exactly why I drafted him. Thank you, Paul. I know we talked about this on the phone the other day, but Paul was lamenting the fact that he picked Lamar Jackson over Patrick Mahomes. And also (laughs) came on the back of Tyler Lockett's three touchdown performance, which was just heavenly. That that really started to get me out of the funk and and, you know keep me in the game. And my 3 a.m. pickup of the Indianapolis Colts, 26 points, just (laughs) scoring more touchdowns in one game as a defense against the Jets than Joe Mixon has this entire season as a running back. It's really unfair to give the, 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 the kudos this week to Indianapolis' defense. You should be giving the kudos to the New York Jets' offense because it's basically three points at this point playing against them. It's, it's just it's laughable. And I, I really, I, I mean, I know this is your first win, yeah, you you need to find a more sustainable thing than having a having an Indianapolis defense uh, be your third highest scoring uh, member of the team. What's your what's your game plan moving forward with Joe Mixon uh, basically slouching his way through a season? Hold the course at this point. I mean, he was a beast in the second half of last season. Uh, at this point, I'm just hoping that the Bengals can bring in anything at offensive line that would help Mixon move past. You know, he just watching him, he just gets lit up every single time. Every time there's a run, somebody is there in the backfield getting him. And it's it's crazy. I think eventually teams will respect Burrow a bit more and he'll get those lanes. But my top two running backs, Mixon and Drake, both these guys just they have potential and skill, but their opportunities are just crap. With Kyler Murray basically is that team's offense in in Arizona. So Kenyon Drake's kind of just an afterthought. It's like, uh, Kyler Murray's tired. Why don't you just go run it up the middle a couple times and give Kyler a chance to, you know, heal up and get ready to move forward. And we should probably talk about Bobby because he was in this matchup as well. Pretty, it was mostly a good game from him. The New Orleans defense getting negative three hurt a lot. Daniel Jones, that was ugly. The 49ers are playing with basically a third string team right now. And, Daniel Jones and the Giants couldn't figure out a way to move the ball. 
Bobby, I know how much you love um, hearing, you know, what I think that you should do with your team. And I love the fact that John Smith is, is now a regular in your lineup. I need you to get rid of Daniel Jones moving forward. It's just not a good look for your team. Your team is so – honestly, I've been a huge fan of, of Bobby's team this entire time. It's a really balanced team. You know, Edward Delaire had a little bit of a down game, which is ridiculous because he had 13 points. Uh, you know, you know th- there's, there's a lot of upside potential to this team. You got to get rid of Daniel Jones. You got to, you know, uh, you know, move forward with a better flex uh, than Leonard Fournette. I think probably if I were Bobby, I would work on a trade to get maybe someone like Mike Davis. You know, just get a couple of weeks <laughs> under his belt. I don't know who has who has Mike Davis right now. Uh, I think that would be you. Oh, now let's say Bobby yeah. were to hypothetically offer you a trade for Mike Davis. Who might he be sending to your team? I don't know. Mike Davis put up Edward Delaire numbers this week. So, uh, man, yeah, yeah. His value just went up from last week. But I think really what I'm into right now is my handcuff, who has scored less than Alexander Madison has scored less points in his three weeks than Mike Davis did in one week. So I think that that's a pretty fair trade. I think, if anything, I'm getting robbed. I, I, you know, I find it hard to argue, especially with Bobby needing some extra firepower. I would, I would pull that trigger, but we, we shall see. Nothing happened as of, as of last week. So, you know, Bobby, if you're listening, I, I think there's a willing trade partner. I can't say for sure there is because now that Mike Davis is putting in points, but I think there, there, there would be if, if the, if the opportunity arose. Honestly, I love Bobby's team though. Uh, it's, it's a really outstanding team. Um, I think it was just a down week. You know, get a better defense in. Ditch Daniel Jones. You're in. You're 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 back next week. You're in great shape. Anyway, it's it's getting close to bird time. So what do we got? I think we have a couple more. What do we got? We have the world famous Adams text of the week. My text of the week, in no particular order. I honestly don't even know when they came in. Would start with my favorite line of of the entire thing, which is is another Trubisky joke. So Mitch gets pulled. Kurt, damn it. They put Foles in. What a mistake. Rob, bah ha 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 ha. Trubisky. Paul, some game situations just call for a larger penis. Kurt, Foles pick, Mitch time, hopefully. Phil Cross, doubt it. Once a dick that big goes in, it's hard to take it out. So perfectly placed. Kudos to Phil. Perfect of the week. All right. Next one was the inherent implosion that was Dustin's team. Three texts in a row. Mitch was so good in college, though, right? Well, he started like eight games in college. Oh, well, at least he was the QB at Alabama. That's something. Actually, he was the QB for the Tar Heels. Beautiful, beautiful work, Dustin. Uh, didn't get enough credit this week for that, for that line. And then the final text of the week goes to, and I, I, I only wrote it in my notes, so, so whoever wrote this, uh, gets a huge kudos. This goes back to last week's podcast where we had Bobby on and you guys uh, got really awkward about talking about Jimmy Garoppolo as a, as a, as a female leading to you sending out a great string of, of QBs as females uh, Twitter uh, account. And, and somebody wrote female Sam Darnold looks like the girl who would give mono to Sam Darnold. Fabulous. <laughs> fabulous tech i just that one that one made my like week hands down i I, somehow i missed that that is fantastic oh (laughs) man 
It was it was an interesting thread, right? It was it, some of them. Some of them actually like. I feel like some of them just did not look at all like the quarterback, but then others were spot on. Gardner Minshew did not look anything like him. Uh, no. The Tom Brady one had even stitches. I mean, that was like hands down her favorite. Um, some of the some of the ones were was like vintage ones or something like that. Those were those were pretty good too. I mean, whoever came up with that idea, that was awesome. I wonder how much time that took to do all of that. I wonder if like Gardner Minshew was one of the last ones he did, and he was like, "Yeah, whatever. I'm just gonna throw some random girl's face on it." <laughs> Basically, what it was. I mean, it could have been more believable if they had that thick, uh, you know, you know Harley Davidson uh, mustache. But you know, beggars choosers. For the first trade of the entire season. It goes to Bird and Rob. Bird gets Miles Gaskin. Rob gets former pop punk star and might still be wearing eyeliner, Derek Carr. Was that a Sum 41 reference? No, it just is that, like, <laughs> every time I see a photo of Derek Carr, I have to double take and think, is he wearing eyeliner? Or does he just have really pretty eyes? Uh, I think it's the latter. If you went to the waiver wire today and expected to get somebody, well, they're probably on Nick's team currently. Nick overhauled pretty much I would say at this point half plus of his team adding in Preston Williams, Carlos Hyde, Brian Hill, Steven Gostowski, uh, I don't even know what Ripien's first name is but the Broncos quarterback, Mo Cox, Andy Isabella, and Hunter Renfro later dropping Gostkowski for Zane Gonzalez. Uh, there's a plethora of players that Nick dropped as well for that notably Cam Akers and Youngway Koo. Dustin goes to the Bears tight end well, grabbing Jimmy Graham and dropping the wrong Tampa Bay Buccaneers tight end. <laughs> Gronkowski is still there. OJ Howard is now on the waiver wire. Phil took the Rob roll of this week, making a pickup 14 minutes after all of the waivers cleared at what came through for me as 4 o'clock in the morning, grabbing Brandon Ayuk, dropping Nikhil Harry, so, Phil, I see you. You got some competition. I just woke up at 3.30 with my heart racing, and so I'm assuming my subconscious knew that it was time to check the waiver wires because it was Wednesday morning. And when I got there, it was all, you know, every player that I was looking at was on Nick Ryan's team. Look, this trend is, has to stop. You know, you know, you know we're, we're, we're ruining our sleep schedules. We're ruining our livelihoods for, for, for what? You know, Brandon, I don't even know how to pronounce that name. Was it worth it, Phil? I don't know. I'll see you at 310 next week. What's up, Bird? Ah, uh, yes. Well, I'm, I'm happy to uh, be on with you, gentlemen. It must be uh, good for you guys to uh, welcome to the show the person that's provided you with all of your material for the program. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, I feel like especially, was pretty rough towards you. It was just <laughs> after being blown out again, and it was just... Hey, uh, gotta take my lumps, man. I'm a terrible, terrible fantasy manager. <laughs> Well, I'll let you. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to hop in to analyze your terrible, terrible performance against Allmeter? Which, by the way, <laughs> wasn't wasn't too terrible. You still you still put up 125 points. So yeah, it's not I like did, this was a bad uh, game. Yeah, I did. Uh, okay, I, <laughs> I gave her a round. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to. I was you know working that day doing some stuff. I, I still wanted to keep checking in so I could experience all of the appropriate emotions the ups and downs of the Sunday. And yeah, for, for a while there, I think it was maybe 5 p.m. when the second round of games was almost over. I still had a ray of hope. I was listening to Sam Cooke's uh, Change is Gonna 
come and <laughs> really uh, believing in um, the staying power of my lead, which was like at 15 at that point. But eventually all meters uh, team uh, <laughs> scored some points and uh, did me in. <laughs> I so you, are, you planning on, are you planning on cutting your hair? Or are you just like kind of going with it at this point? Both of my uh, roommates recently cut their long hair. And it's, I feel that my environment acting on me in that way. And uh, yeah, prompting me that I, you know, it just gets a little old sometimes. Just constantly have it flopping around. The main reason though is that I, I just think it's um, easier to be taken seriously if you have shorter hair. Long hair, it's like, ah, fucking jerkwad. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's, it's the, about what's the over on keeping the stash, though? Uh, so like short- when I yeah. fucking die is when the stash will fall off. <laughs> All right, no, the, right. I don't know. It, it just, <laughs> it's just working. I, I just enjoy it a lot. I got a lot of comments on it. I was at the dentist today. She, she like was like, Whoa! when I took the mask off, I was like, oh, wow. Don't remember the mustache. She got a little flush. Yeah, it was, I get a reaction. You know, it gets <laughs> get a reaction from people. Clearly. So how did, um, yeah, how did uh, the hosts of this illustrious and impeccably produced show feel about their teams this week? Oh, Mater, I know you're, you're fine, <laughs> having played me. And uh, Rob, you're probably feeling pretty good after the 40 burger, uh, pulling you into the 150 range. <laughs> Second highest score of the week. Thank you, Holmes. <laughs> Well, that's as much as you can hope for when fucking Phil's in the league. There, there's already too much kudos going to Phil on a regular basis for this, so we don't need to we don't need to rehash that. We all know Phil's team is really good. Yeah, I was hoping to get in on that fillet show, but uh, okay, if you insist. <laughs> uh, just just for saying Phil Asio, you can go ahead and drop a kudos to Phil. Phil, uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh. I do I do want to say I texted Allmeter at some point during this week and basically told him that if he lost to Jeff Wilson Jr. and Frank Gore, that he would never, ever, ever hear the end of it. And for a little bit of time, you said you had that lead. And, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick starting out with 24 points. And then you had that lead. We're moving on. I was oh, like, okay. I was, I was really hoping I would be able to. Yeah, <laughs> laughing my ass off when you were like, yeah, good luck guessing those weeks. <laughs> good luck guessing <laughs> when he's going to put up numbers. I wanted to be like, oh, yeah, well, I guess I guess one of the weeks. But it didn't happen. Didn't, it didn't end up mattering, that is. <laughs> Sorry, Bird. Your team on its best week that it's going to have for the rest of the season could not come within 22 points of my team who put up like a measly 150. Like this is, this is like, we were, we were half-assing it out there, you know, uh, you know, DJ Moore, you know, six points, no big deal. You know, my wide receivers, thank God Rob hasn't said anything about him. Um, yeah, decided to take the week off. Josh, uh, you know, Kelly decided to do the same thing. So on a, on a down week for me, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I could at least have gotten you like, kind of looking like a respectable team um but really you know there, there's just there's just no stopping josh allen at this point i mean he's he's he, i wouldn't say the best quarterback in the league but he's 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 an elite quarterback this season at least for fantasy points you know and i i, I've, I had room to spare on my bench too i mean i got mike davis on my bench All right, i think i've heard enough you know. are you good rob <laughs> 
The one that I, I, is, so is, do you guys think that this is real Josh Allen? This is what he's going to be like the entire season or is this, real. we're still in the pregame. <laughs> we're still, are we still in this the preseason? Real. Yeah, why not? He looks good. He's playing good. He's, he's the real deal. <laughs> Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Bills. Three and oh, right? Yeah. Three and oh. They do this pretty regularly and then decide to tank the rest of the season. So <laughs> yeah. now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, they'll be on the uh, – they'll be in the – they'll be like six and four and they'll be in the in the hunt section <laughs> of the playoff picture. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo Bills in the hunt since 1999. <laughs> I do like your, your prospects going forward. After, yeah, you, you, after uh, bitching pretty hard about the two QBs, you certainly seem to be uh, enjoying that mode. I am. I wish you. But this has been said. I don't need to pile on that. I don't know what you're going to do the rest of the season, but good luck to you. I don't. Don't do me any favors, motherfucker. I'll see you in the playoffs. <laughs> I won't see you in the playoffs. Because you're literally <laughs> last place. Okay, I'm. I'm you're zero and three. I'm pretty, pretty confident Barkley's coming. How are you going to write this? Shit? How are you going to write this? An zero and three start is almost impossible to come back from. What are you going to do? I won't write it R I G H T. I will W R I T E it. I will manifest it. I will create the perfect fantasy season. Tough with to be 0 and 3 and create a perfect season. But All right. Speaking of playoff hunt, Bird, and you trying to improve your chances, uh, you want to talk about our trade that we made? I think it was uh, mutually beneficial. I look forward to watching Gaskin uh, get injured this Sunday. <laughs> uh cool you guys want to dive into what i really want to get into is the whole song portion of this all right well sounds How, good our guest here mr Burdica, you can kick us off with everybody's team as a song through three weeks of the season so for the uh number one squad philip cross uh lamb of godwin uh he has really made the league his bitch and so i wanted the dick swinginest swaggerist swaggeriest song I could conjure. It's uh, AMG's from 1990, Bitch Better Have My Money, off the record of the same name. Great joint. <laughs> I've, so I did, go th- I did go through and listen to most of your songs today. And that first one, you know, I'm not familiar with that. Familiar with Rihanna's Bitch Better Have My Money. I was like, well, is this that a one cover? Sucks. And then I was like, this is definitely not a cover. Rihanna's song is, is 100% not a cover. All right, oh, Adam, what do, you, what do you got for Phil? Let's be real, because Rob made me read that atrocity of, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a sponsorship this week. I did have 10 regular songs that people would want to hear. But I said, that is not what I would be into. I just decided that I would only do Mahler symphonies. He wrote 10 symphonies. So each person gets a Mahler symphony. Phil's team Respect, obviously Adam. gets Mahler, right? Thank you. Phil's team gets a Mahler number one, the Titan, filled with amazingly soaring details. The finale is just a triumph. It's just full of life. Every movement is electric. It's, it's filled with just like classic moments of, of grandeur. I can't think of anything that would, that would match Phil's team more. That's that's great. I picked something equally as classy and gave Phil We Can't Stop by Miley Cyrus. <laughs> because that party will not stop and it is fantastic. And Can't you see it's we who own the night? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. All right, Bird, 
for the second squad. All right. So for uh, the number two team, Adam Ballmeter, Minshew Laces. <clears throat> he has uh, done very well this year. I, I love his team. And, um, yeah, he, his only loss came at the hands of Phil, uh, the, almost the 200 burger there. Um, so you know, not much to be done. So I think he's, he's sitting pretty. He'll be doing just fine. He doesn't need to worry about a thing. So I selected for him off of the Exodus record, 1977, Bob Marley and the Whalers, Three Little Birds. Oh, that's so thoughtful. You also know yeah, I, hate I know Bob you like Marley, Marley right? so there you go. <laughs> yeah. Chooch. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bert. So thoughtful. You're welcome. Uh, bitch. Adam, <laughs> Adam I, I went with, with something, you know, I, I was struggling for a little bit with yours because I was I was trying to go more of the, the pop punk route I chose for you. This is me trying by Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> What's what's the song? What record is that? It's it's her new folklore one, like the the new one oh, that just oh, oh. recently came out. So it's just it's a really slow, mellow. This is me trying, and that's that's Adam. You know, he's he's in second place. He's putting in the work, and you know, Jonathan Taylor, Taylor Swift. It's it, it just was a match made. That's <laughs> <laughs> literally the most half-assed reasoning I've ever heard in my life. My team is 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 beautiful. It's heroic. It's a stalwart. Um, which leads me to my reasoning for my Mahler symphony, Mahler number five. It's just a standard of the repertoire. I mean, this is just a solid, you know, always going to be there. Just there, there's, there's no fault in it. It's just, it's perfectly contrapuntal. You know, there's, there's no weak spots that you can Sorry, see. Sorry, what was that word? I mean, <laughs> Still you know, like, 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 like multiple voices working. Contrapuntal. You know, like, like, is that what you said? Contrapuntal. <laughs> I, I, I still have no idea what he's saying. <laughs> oh, you Spell it out with the NATO alphabet. <laughs> uh, Charlie. <laughs> anyway, it's also my second favorite Mahler symphony, which also lends itself to my typical standing. So there we go. So uh, at number three, uh, Mr. Kurt Felson. First, I'll say I had to resi- resist uh, the temptation to pick a song by the Flaming Lips. But uh, <laughs> I-, I selected, um, well, well, Kurt has found success this season and therefore his manhood uh, in the abuse of those that are too weak to defend themselves as two victories came over myself and the gutter-dwelling Jerry Judge Judy. And uh, so I-, I selected a song about domestic abuse the red jumpsuit apparatus off their 2005 don't you fake it face down do you feel like a man when you push her around (laughs) do you feel better now as she falls to the ground look in the mirror (laughs) like you bird i i've resisted the lip one i was originally going to go with fat lip because you know that's that's got some stuff in it too but i had kind of this inspiration when i woke up earlier today and it it just kind of popped into my head and this is you know this whole season has been about picks three through five for kurt the song that i chose is eight six seven five three oh nine jenny jenny because (laughs) you can do this with it Six, seven picks, three through five. Eight, six, seven picks, three through five. Oh, that's fantastic. 
Oh man, Rob, me and you had like similar thought processes. I was thinking, what's between picks three and five? It's <laughs> Symphony Number no. Four. Also, the most unmemorable of symphonies that he wrote. I mean, some people <laughs> love it. I don't. And honestly, that's kind of how I feel about Kurt's team. Kurt, I'm sorry. I just, I'm not a huge fan of, of picking up three Green Bay Packers running backs. You know, I just, it's just not my, it's just not my cup of tea. That's all I got to say about that. All right. Moving on, I suppose. Team in fourth place is uh, Schumacher, Lamar, you know. And to represent one of the OGs of Freedom Fantasy, I selected one of the OGs of hip hop. Uh, he he was uh, Paul took a hit this week, and um, but even when I called him to fuck with him during the end of the Monday Nighter, he just took it like a G. He was sanguine. Didn't seem like he knew he, whatever. I'll, I'll be in the playoffs. It's no problem. I, I know my craft. And uh, he's going to take that hit, get up and make a platinum record. So I selected uh, 50 Cent off uh, Get Rich or Die Trying, Many Men Wish Death. Yes. Also, a happy coincidence that the line, um, uh, you can tell that I'm here for a real reason because I got hit. He got hit like I got hit, but he ain't fucking breathing. Nicely applies to uh, Dustin's squad who got clipped by Eric, um, the team that beat Paul this week, who is not breathing. Wow, I'm reaching, but it was fun. <laughs> uh, that's what that's what this is about. I, I had fun with this. I spent like way too much time this morning trying to figure out <laughs> yeah. the teams. Yeah, me too. All right, Almeter, what no. symphony do you have here? I had a very. Whenever I think of Paul's teams, I'm just filled with nostalgia, and and uh, I had to go with Mahler's Third <laughs> Symphony because the ending ends with the line. Uh, it, it ends with a paraphrase of, of a fairly memorable song, I'll Be Seeing You. I'll be seeing you in all the old familiar places. Uh, and that's what I was thinking about with Paul's team. It's just like, I mean, this is a playoff-bound team. In that small cafe, the park across the way. <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> I like Bird it, all meter Nostalgia. I like that one. Yeah, thanks. thanks also, I'm learning a lot about Gustav Mahler. Great, great composer. Who know, dude? You can learn things from fantasy football. The more you know. Uh, what do we want? I guess I went the nostalgia route as well, but not quite that nostalgic. Sitting in fourth place right now, kind of middle of the pack in points scored, middle of the pack points against. So I just had to go with the middle by Jimmy Eat World. And the lyric that we can apply here is, it just takes some time, you know, little girl, although, you know, I'm not calling you little girl, Paul, but that team is going to get there to its, to its point, you know, where it always, where it always does. It's going to make to the playoffs. You're in the middle now, but hold tight. Better times are ahead. Nice. I love that one. For number five, Eric, the elusive Eric Bachman, Dirk Diggler. You know, he's had a nice start this season, but um, I think that's about all his championship ambition is going to amount to um, is, is this nice little, little glimmer of hope. Um, for him, I have Radiohead off of 1995, the Benz record, Nice Dream. I think that's all his ambition is going to remain. And also the song title is in parentheses and uh, his 
tenure in the Freedom League has been nothing if not parenthetical and forgettable. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> Brutal. Do Truth just... hurts, baby. Hey, I'm in 10th place. What the fuck do you expect from me? <laughs> I'm dignity. I'm, I, so, some dignity, possibly. I am, I'm 100% super excited now to see the gift that comes out of Eric inevitably just <laughs> destroying Burdica. Uh, that, that will be quite glorious. Uh, mine, mine's going to be real quick here just because it doesn't really need any explanation. It's uh, No Diggity by Blackstreet. Oh, my God. Are, are you trying to um, I like the way you confer him dude. with an undeniable quality to his team that he's that good? No diggity. Don't bag you. <laughs> She's uh. got class and style. Street knowledge by the pound. What you got, Almeter? I mean, after... after- after Burdica's song, I feel kind of bad about doing this one, but I'm I'm giving Eric uh, Symphony Number no. Ten. Uh, it was unfinished, and I just that's how I kind of feel about this team. It's just is it's it's just it's like it's a really good team. It just is missing like I don't I don't know maybe like like I mean the quarterback spot is just it's 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 a little bit uneasy for me looking at Carson Wentz as your starter, Baker Mayfield. You know who knows what he's going to put up this year. Um, you know, some of his bench players are great players, you know, Julio Jones, Devonta Adams, but like, who knows what's going to come with the rest of that. So I, I gotta, I gotta go with the, 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 un, the, the, the non-completed 10 symphony. I feel like you probably feel way worse about giving him that song than he feels about it because I'm sure he's never heard it before. That's fine. <laughs> it's not totally a song, it's a composition. <laughs> song in quotes it's a piece it's a piece (laughs) symphonic work uh excellent beautiful okay moving on to the (laughs) one of the better team names i mean it's right there but still to take advantage of it uh nick ryan the young host coup who now is uh dropped his namesake this week so we we might uh, name change alert be on the lookout um he after he lost mccaffrey he, he he has his point totals have decreased each week. Um, he, as you can see, and the transactions dropped half his roster. Um, he, he's got a lot of thinking to do. He, he seems to be beaten down. So I've selected off the beautiful album, uh, Meditation on Death, Life Will Kill Ya, 2000 Warren's Yvonne. My shit's fucked up. Oh, yeah, definitely one of my all-time favorite tunes as well. Uh, it was kind of too easy this week, Nick, with you, uh, you know, making massive, massive uh, – uh, moves. Uh, I had to go with uh, Mahler's Symphony Number no. Eight, uh, nicknamed the Symphony of a Thousand. It calls for the largest orchestration of possibly any symphony. Um, it, it's 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 been staged in huge, huge grand setups, um, and it just takes a ton of people to get this team going. That's Nick's team. That's Nick's team. Symphony of a Thousand. Wow. I gotta say, Almeter, I'm enjoying your parts the best. <laughs> I gotta be honest. With you. I'm loving you this Mahler stuff. Was gonna be a big piece of shit, and it turned out that it was uh, pretty. It, it actually kind of worked out pretty okay. It's it's all just gonna be on the cutting room floor after the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like, wasn't Almeter there with you guys? And it's like, no, he had to duck out early. It was just me and Bird. Oh man. I think we all had had similar ideas though this week with Nick and the the whole team overhaul. So I will keep this short and sweet. I went with Tupac changes. Ah, <laughs> there you go. Ah, Bobby, Fresh Prince of Hell Air. Uh, yep, solid team name. 
Bobby uh, doesn't have anyone on his team that is over 30 other than Robbie Gould, who isn't a skill position player. Uh, and he, he I, I don't take his efforts seriously. I think he's frivolous with um, the management of his squad, with fantasy in general. And so for him, I selected a song that represents the frivolity and apathy of youth uh, by Kesha featuring Juicy J, Wiz Khalifa, and Becky G, a bunch of artists that no one takes seriously, singing a song that no one takes seriously about how they don't take their youth seriously off of Warrior Expanded Edition Die Young Remix. <laughs> it is an awful song. <laughs> I'm so glad you went with the remix version of this too. You could have just gone with the with the straight up version, but nope. We had to take it way down a level and drop the remix. I, I I feel actually kind of okay about Bobby's team. You know, not the quarterback with Daniel Jones right now, but he's he's got some skill on that team, and I think that he's going to have better weeks. So he's he's down right now, one and two, which. Bird is, is just shitting on our show right now to his roommate. So <laughs> speed this he up. heard it. I am so sorry that we are taking up your Wednesday night. We'll speed this up. Oh um, man, get out but, of here. You know, Bobby Bobby's team is all right. The record is is less than great at the moment, but I think he's he's got some he's got some magic left in that. And so I just wanted to let him know that and along with Motion City Soundtrack, that everything is all right, Bobby. And, and that's my song for you. I do love, uh, that's such a good record, man. Uh, what is it? Um, commitment? Commit this to memory. Commit right this now. to memory. Commitment is uh, Lucky Boys, right? Yeah. Yeah. Also. A couple good. of mm -hmm. uh, pop punk hitters right there. Some bangers. Vertica. Dang. Did you all right. Did so. I, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby was kind of an easy choice on this one. His team's one and two. His team is really good. But for some reason, it just gets I, I maybe not overlooked as a, as a stellar team. But but I, I really I really think that it's just kind of it's it's definitely under the radar. So I went with um, what I've always thought. You know, I think that other people would assume that this is actually like one of his major works. But I've always felt that Mahler Seven just didn't get the credit that it deserved as like just like an amazing piece. Of, I totally of agree. Was, it, right right yeah i, I mean it's, it's it's a it's it's a piece that revolves around um you know like a nighttime you know kind of evening uh, uh thing and that's kind of how i feel about bobby's team right now it's just kind of it's it's nighttime you know you know your your day will come bobby yeah bobby i want to fucking crush you this week dude it's, fucking, <laughs> it's already over it's already over here we go All right. <laughs> moving on to uh number eight rob uh what's your team name now picks three through five yeah, you need to settle on something, buddy. Um, I, I selected, since he was uh, the beneficiary of the second coming of Christ uh, this, this past Monday night, uh, the Jufro Jesus, Patrick Mahomes, also known as Jesus, <laughs> saved Rob's team with the 40-burger. So I selected uh, from Friedrich Handel's Messiah, the Hallelujah <laughs> a <laughs> little, little pull from your world there uh Almeter. that's fascinating because i had almost the exact same reaction i picked Mahler's second symphony which is nicknamed the resurrection symphony because rob somehow resurrected his season with with this win so yes. uh, yeah 
Uh, I do appreciate you guys going the positive route. I, of course, did not go that route because mine, mine was a pretty easy one for me. It came relatively quickly. And it is Litz One Hit Wonder classic, uh, My Own Worst Enemy, because I have 100% been my own worst enemy throughout this entire season. And I don't foresee that changing anytime soon. Russell Gage. Chris Campbell, RIP. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, that was fun. Uh, Dustin. Now, Dustin uh, tried to very early. He even said it at the draft. He, he named his team Jerry Judge Judy. He was trying to ally himself with the powers that be, with the law, with our institutions. And uh, he thought that the system would work for him. But he's been radicalized after after a... Uh, abysmal 0-3 start he's realized that uh everyone can get butt fucked by the system and so he's now in rebellion i've selected from the 1992 eponymous rage against the machine record take the power back do you guys like that band machine against the rage <laughs> <laughs> you like rage machine they're one of my favorites like them and boy outfall <laughs> so i for dustin you know, for both of you guys, being in the world of uh, pop punk fandom as I am, you know, there, there are a lot of downer songs and just kind of like self-deprecating and whatever. So uh, it, was, it was kind of a hard one. So I'll save some of them for, for you, Bird. But for Dustin, you know, he kind of came out strong at the end of that last week. And that's not fantasy performance, but just kind of, you know, coming back at it from a personal entering as the New York Jets in the text thread, just talking shit about everything. And I think that's, he just really needs to, to be brought back to life. And the song that's going to do that for me is Evanescence classic, Bring Me to Life. <laughs> oh, I was hoping someone would pick that. <laughs> oh, beautiful choice, Rob. All right, I'll meet our symphony number three again. Yep, you know it. And by that, I mean, I've got two symphonies left. So we have the tragic fifth, sixth symphony. Um, which is which is really just it, it's it's gruesome, depressing, and then we have the farewell to life that is Mahler's Ninth Symphony, and I'm gonna have to give Dustin's team the 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 farewell to life symphony because it does have glimmers of hope, and it it, it does it, it it does have a lot of you know really memorable, um just just wonderful moments in it. Um, you know, I, I really, I really didn't mind his team. It's just, it, there's a lot of, really good moments, gonna get. <laughs> it's just, it's just on the way out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Vertica, you do get my, uh, uh, final symphony of the night, which is Mahler's sixth symphony, which the, in the final movement, when Mahler conducted it himself, um, you know, while, while he was still alive, he, he was, he was pacing around his green room in tears because it was a piece of his life because he saw his life as so depressing and tragic. And that's what your fantasy team is. It's just a tragic mess of a team. Saquon Barkley goes down. This is the other thing, too. In the final movement, there's three hammer blows. They bring a hammer to the percussion section, and they hit it on you know, a, a large wooden box. There's three hammer nails that, that, that faded your team. The first one was Tom Brady uh, pickup in the draft. That was a fool's mistake. I don't know why you would ever assume that Tom Brady was going to be great with, with Tampa Bay. The second one was, was, was Saquon Barkley going down. And then the third one is really just ultimately realizing that you're the owner of this team 
and oh, you have fuck to- you. <laughs> come on. You could have come up with something better than that. No, I really couldn't. What a tragic ending, knowing that your team's fate is in your hands and you have no chance of bringing it back. <laughs> well, I appreciate the poetic all meter, but uh, as far as the trashing, I've heard worse on this podcast. So <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Rob, you want to uh, you want to rip me one? Yeah. Thing? yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, this one was I came up with way too many for years. So I'll just I'll list them off here. The one the one I ultimately settled on was "Sugar We're Going Down" by Boyan Fall. So, was, I mean, this team is just going down. Uh, but I mean, it was just it's too easy with all this. I for a while I was thinking "Easy Target" by Blink One Eighty Two. <laughs> In too deep, some 41, all downhill from here, newfound glory, dead on arrival, fallout boy, wake me up when September ends by Green Day, move along by the All-American Rejects, dead by my chemical romance, and uh, <laughs> can't even get through that. And what, what went wrong by Blink-182 from the bonus track. So it was just, just a list of gold here. Wake me up when September ends is my favorite. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh, all beautiful. Well done, Rob. Well, yeah, I couldn't. Uh, I I went maybe as positive as I could here. I decided to grant some voice to the only excuse to which I might have recourse. <laughs> um, I I my draft sucks. My team sucks. And I think it's uh, because I got high off of uh, Afro Man's The Good Times, uh, 2001. <laughs> and I did write a short verse. I was going to study for the fantasy draft, but then I got high. I was going to try to refine my craft, but I got high. Then I drafted Saquon Barkley, and I know why. Why, man? Eh, because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got ha ha la la da da da. Oh, that is beautiful. Well, there we go. Well done, well done, gentlemen. That was orgiastic. I thoroughly enjoyed that with all of you. All right, we're gonna cruise through these matchups and do our our pickums just because we have to at this point. So, first matchup we have here is Eric versus Phil. Adam, who you got? Eric versus Phil. Phil. I got Phil as well. Uh, Eric, as I've said, yeah, he's not going to be the one to take Phil down, especially not this week. I am going to have to agree with you just based on everything we've seen so far. So, yeah, Phil, it's Phil for me too. <laughs> based on reality. <laughs> Matchup we got next is Jerry Judge, Judy, and Lamar, you know, that is Dustin versus Paul. Paul is going to get back in the studio and make a platinum record this week. He's 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 got Dustin no problem. It's going to Paul. Paul, good luck, Dustin. <laughs> the slight hedge. <laughs> a little pat on the back for Dustin. Goes to Dustin for not being in tenth place. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm I'm going Paul too. I I don't know. I just I don't think there's enough here yet for Dustin. Maybe maybe Chubb will rock a forty burger someday, but <laughs> not today. Eighty burger or rock a forty chubber. <laughs> All right, that brings us to our matchups. So we've got the zero and three Gangrene against the one and two Fresh Prince of Air. That is Bird and Bobby. Uh, let's see. 
for me, I am going don't to Don't pick go. me, Rob. Please. Please oh, don't pick me, you fucking dick. Hey, I, I will have you know, I think four, <laughs> four out of the five I picked last week, or maybe three out of the five, got the win. So you're good. I will be the one. <laughs> you, you will be the one against it. I, all right, I'll do you a solid here, Bird. I'm going to go pick Bobby. I, I, I think he's got – there's a little bit more firepower on that team, even with the addition of Miles Gaskin. Uh, I, I, I still think that, that Bobby's going to take this one and leave you 0-4 and, and utterly Of course I'm picking myself, especially thanks to that shrewd trade between you and I. Gaskin's going to be tearing up the fucking turf for me and then his knee. And I'm still going to be Bobby. <laughs> Do you remember, like, the first couple seasons where, like, some people, like, didn't really know what they were doing and then got screwed in trades? I mean, that's kind of how I feel with Vertica right now, picking up Miles Gaskin. Uh, I'm going with Bobby here. Even though, I will say, Vertica, if you look at the week three I picked both you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, Sorry. Well, I, all right. In fairness, though, you did get more points last week than Bobby did. So if this matchup was last week, both of us would have been wrong. Um, but I also think that that was a high point with your team. And, uh, yeah, I'm going. <laughs> last week was my high point. <laughs> I, would, I would defend Gaskin on Bird's behalf, but I'm not going to subject him to that. And, Bird, I did not pick you because you, you just did. Asked me. <laughs> Miles Gaskin is an NFL player, and that is all I'm going to say about that. I can't. I can't wait for the Friday, the Friday morning headline. Miles Gaskin is no longer in the NFL. <laughs> they found twenty-seven unregistered firearms in the trunk of his vehicle. Heading to Denver after he listened to a podcast. All right. Anyway, we have the young hose coup, the the coolest young hose coup, and Minshew laces. That is. Two battles of two and one, the, currently the two top teams in our division. Uh, that would be Adam versus Nick. Bird, who are you taking? You already spoiled it. You're taking Adam. <laughs> yeah, all meter. Um, I th- again, yeah, I think Nick's, that was his, just the flash in the pan of that, uh, those first couple weeks. I think they showed uh, their true colors, his team, last week. Adam, all day. But you I got to go with me. <laughs> I'm at, I'm. <laughs> You're still the worst, but I'm going with you. This is I, I, I got this one. Half this team is is new. Again, he's he is missing Christian McCaffrey and AJ Brown. That's a kind of a piecemeal team at this point. But uh yeah, I, Adam, your team is just too good right now. And that yeah. brings us to me and Kurt. Kurt in third place in the league right now. Just let that sink in. And yeah. Oh uh, god. Bird, who are you going with? I'm going with uh, Rob. <laughs> I think the um, that that again the, the trade was just so beautiful and and well done that yeah Derek Carr is gonna drop some points for you and uh, yeah just um, fuck Kurt right in his lips you're gonna beat him. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. Oh man, Rob, let me ask you this: How many of your wide receivers are you going to be switching out the day of? <laughs> Zero. As I mentioned before, what I have in now is staying in unless there's an injury. Okay. Or unless he changes his mind. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so Darius Slayton and Tiggins Rob because he... Oh, gut instincts. Gut instincts. Suspense is killing this me. Is too tough to call. You got a weak gut, 
dude. <laughs> well, Rob, it's we've also we've honest. also the, all the other four picks we've chosen the same ones, right? Yeah. Do you want me to spoil that for you? I'm picking Kurt because I am zero and two when I pick myself and one and zero when I pick the other. So I'm picking Kurt. Go, Kurt. He's gonna beat me. Picks Fascinating. Well, uh, now I can take Rob. This is the, this is gonna be the closest matchup. I mean, both these teams feel like so evenly matched. I I just couldn't tell, but. Um, Rob, I, you know, I hate to break it to you. You should, you should, I know Indianapolis got you a lot of points, but you should get a better defense, but that's okay. That's okay. I pick Rob. I pick Rob. We need a biggest blowout from everybody. Blowout, uh, me over Bobby. No question. <laughs> didn't I, didn't I very egotistically last week pick myself as the biggest blowout? So <laughs> this week I will once again pick myself as the biggest blowout. All right. Oh, man. I, I egotistically should pick Kurt to have the biggest blowout over me just, <laughs> just to really cement it. But I'm not going to do that. Oh, I hate to go chalk on this, but I, Adam, I'm, I'm going you as well. So at least we have one difference here, but I'm, I'm picking you over, Nick. Rob, I need you to win. Just pull it together and just trash the shit out of Kurt's team this week. Well, thank you, uh, gentlemen, for uh, having me. It was an absolute pleasure. I hope to be on again in the future when I'm talking shit about my playoff run. Bird, it was great having you on. I hope you said something that wasn't laced with profanity that we can actually use. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I make people better. I offer them challenges, you know. And boy, will Rob's editing be challenged this week? <laughs> All right, that'll wrap it up for this week's Freedom Fantasy League podcast, week number, we're on week number four of this show. I love you all, you beautiful people, the great skin. Week one, John Stossel, Spring Break 68.